0: Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats Podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, we break down some of the best audio from the 2019 NFL Draft. We talk a little Cowboys conversation and head on their draft class, and Eric gives us his list of teams that had the best overall drafts, plus some crazy funniness along the way. So join the show that everyone can afford to listen to the nosebleed seats
1: yes but before we get to the show wall chuck got to tell our listeners about our fantastic friends over there at lone star green cbd lone star green that's where you go to get any and all cbd products they got the tincture oil They got the topicals. They got the bath bombs, Walchuck. Oh, the bath bath bombs. bombs. Yes. Dude, you've been using those things. I mean, you've never smelled so good. You're finally bathing twice a day now like every normal human being should, and you are just loving those bleeping bath bombs. They're making you feel incredible. The anxiety, gone. The stress, gone. The joint pain, gone. Inflammation, gone. It's a beautiful thing. Topicals, tincture, oils. Gummies are on the way, but right now the bath bombs, the topicals, they're selling like hot
0: cakes. That peppermint tincture oil makes those burps taste
1: fantastic.
0: Yes. Well, Chuck, you love that stuff. Yeah, the tincture oil is the easiest. You just drop it in your mouth. You just chill. It helps a lot with a lot of different things. You went through just a few of the symptoms that that bad boy can help go through, and there's no better place to go to get your CBD than our friends at Lone Star Green CBD. You just hit them up on the website, LoneStarGreenCBD.com. And you put in our promo code NBS15. They're going to give you 15% off on your order. I know what you're thinking. There's a bajillion CBD stores. They're opening up left and right. Every corner I go to, I turn around, boom, another CBD score. Why don't I just go in there and get my stuff? They
1: fucking suck. That's why.
0: They suck and they're going to rob you and it's going to be overpriced. CBD, Lone Star Green CBD, baby. They're going to give you and treat you for exactly what you need and you get 15% off when you use our. Freaking promo code. LoneStarGreenCBD.com NBS15. It'll change your life.
1: It'll show up right to your doorstep. You never have to leave. It's a beautiful thing. Go to LoneStarGreenCBD.com and what do you do when you get there? Well, Chuck...
0: Tell them the nosebleed seats sent ya. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show, everyone can afford to listen to i'm zach wolchuk alongside eric chiafalo the 2019 nfl draft is officially over damn it it's done god that breaks my freaking heart it's in the books baby there's no more pre-draft coverage you're pre-drafting it's only post-draft and it's just not the same (sighs) i'm already starting to look ahead is it sad i'm already starting to look ahead at 2020 mocks what do you got you got Somebody returning to school and playing quarterback that might have been a corner this year. So far, I got
1: uh, no Rocky Sin, staying in Indy. Those rumors are done. Squash those. Looks like uh, you got two or uh, Justin yeah. Herbert. I'm actually going. I'm going it's Herbert. Herbert. Right. I'm
0: going Herbert, number one overall, the Oregonian Duck.
1: I think uh, Tagovailili is going to go number two. Bryce Love three. We're when gonna you gonna go say he's going to go number
0: two, what do you mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he's uh, he ate some. Weird Hawaiian food over the weekend. Kinda got him. He'd was, been in Mobile for some, a while.
0: He had some bad pork.
1: He got the Waffle House in Mobile, flew home to Hawaii. It had been a while, and I, I think that raw sushi didn't sit well. So where, he
0: flew home to where?
1: Uh Hawaii. That's where Hawaii? He's from. Yeah, vanilli's from Hawaii. Huh. So with that being said, I think he's gonna be number two overall next year. It'll be Herbert far as i can tell the 2020 mocks you're, you're trying to say
0: hawaii right i'm not even sure where you're hawaii. going Hawaii. from hawaii
1: yeah whatever man uh let's get back to 2019 it's over it's done it's in the books it's sad i'm sad you're sad you mentioned it no more pre-drafting i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself
0: but you know what you could do you could start fantasy mock drafting
1: yeah, and don't get me wrong. My DraftKings, I am I think I might do that daily fantasy a little I'm bit. I'm actually doing too. a
0: mock draft right now. And the funny thing is, fantasy is mock? People think I'd be, I'm not really, like I'm joking. It's a bit, but I'm physically doing a draft right now.
1: A 2019 fantasy mock? Are you going yeah, Yahoo No, or, I mean, it's round 11,
0: pick two. No, it's ESPN. I need a tight end. And man, it's just like. Is that why you asked me about Mike Gasecki earlier? Bare, bare bones. It's exactly why I asked you about Mike Gesicki. earlier. You are such a
1: bleep hole. I thought you actually cared. No, I, I, I do
0: care. I that's exactly why I'm asking. Yeah, I was well, thinking
1: maybe late round flyer. Selfish reasons,
0: clearly. Um,
1: yeah, no. Uh, honestly, I'm definitely I thought not
0: taking Greg Olson, you know, he can't stay healthy.
1: I thought I was a bleephole hole for looking ahead to 2020 mocks. You're already already doing the the fantasy draft situation. Man, fantasy I'm screwed. Rocks. I
0: can't take a tight end here. None of them are good. You are the biggest bleephole hole in the room. I don't even right know now. what to do. You know, I'm gonna game on Christian Kirk and see how he does with Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, you've always been a big because guess fan of what, his. Mother Effer. Kyler went number one.
1: Dang right, he did. Did You go to my
0: pinned tweets on my Twitter.
1: Yeah, I saw you retweeted yourself from like January. I Retweet myself? I pinned it. I'm not that big of an asshole. I thought you retweeted it. No,
0: I get one thing a thousand years right when it comes to the NFL draft. That was one that I said in January is going to happen. Like Baker Kyler, back to back number one overall picks. It's crazy to think about the small, shorter quarterback from Oklahoma. Back-to-back number one picks, like the game is a changing. Watson,
1: yeah, it absolutely is, and I was uh, I was pretty sure of it as well. I knew for a fact he was going to go top ten. I remember back in January, they're like,
0: you, you know, maybe maybe he'll be a, a, a first round guy, uh, maybe. Yeah, they're dumb. It's like, geez, no, this guy, the high hey, floor is real. Shut your bleeping mouth! And he's going to kill the combine. He's going to kill all these his pro day. You knew he was going to dominate. Yeah, hey,
1: Florio, the Dolphins are going to give up forty eight for Rosen as well. Shut your bleeding. So the hype mouth. for Kyler
0: Murray was going to blow out of control, and guess what? The perfect storm happened. The Arizona Cardinals stupidly hired Cliff freaking Kingsbury. But the heavens met, and they decided, Cliff, you know what? If you're going to get this opportunity, here's Kyler Murray, who's the perfect guy to try and execute what you want to bring to the NFL in terms of offense. So let's freaking party.
1: Yeah, they did, and they got kicked off with the pink suit. Great Gatsby-loving Kyler Murray going number one overall, taking picks with Mr. Goodell right up there on stage in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a sight to behold. And uh, thank God, the, the beauty of the draft, which has really come alive over the last few years with the audio. We played it in uh, in our pre-draft show uh, just last week where we were pre-drafting all over the place, and we heard from Drew Pearson, David Akers, Vince Young, uh, a little Vy Suicide Door action, and then we I think we closed things down with some Tack McKinley. So it was awesome stuff. And the good news is, 2019, you know, it did not disappoint. I was a little bit worried. I thought we may have hit the pinnacle, the peak of Draft Audio in the history of Draft Audio. Turns out we got some we got some pretty good stuff. So I'm going to ask you, Walchuck, well, Chuck, who do you want to hear from first? Want to hear from Ol' uh, the Great Jim Brown? Uh, according to uh, the Great Gil Brandt. Is the number one running back in the history of the world? Do you want to hear from John? Hold on! What Green? the hell did you just say? Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear from Pat McAfee or? Oh yeah,
0: dude! I always want to hear from Pat McAfee or Reggie Wayne. Pat, you want to go, Pat? <sighs> yeah, let's. Man, I know kind of how the order in which this should go. The future Monday Night Football fighting. boother. I'd love that. I'm, let's go, Pat. I think Pat McAfee is hilarious. Yeah, big fan of uh, Pat's.
1: Let's start on a high here. You think he was high? Take it away, Pat
2: man of the year and he two-time is. brother Do we have a seven Pat second delay McAfee. he's man of america not man of the year he's man Hello, of america Nashville. i'm not going to say a single word about the tennessee titans record against Uh-oh. the indianapolis oh, colts boy. because i was a punter and there's no reason for me to talk about that with that being said we did not punt much against the tennessee titans <laughs> so you probably have no clue who i am to begin <laughs> <laughs> two years ago when I retired from the Colts I retired alongside two greats, Robert Mathis and Joe Wrights. a couple months later I watched the draft Robert Mathis announced the pick Joe Wrights announced the pick and then an orangutan announced the fourth round draft pick I was replaced by a zoo animal I was not upset about it because the orangutan was terrible at his job With that being said, the Indianapolis Colts are the hottest team, not only in the AFC South, but the entire NFL. A young nucleus surrounding the Stanford nerd, Andrew Luck. Two old pros were drafted last year, 10 this year. And with the 89th pick of the 2019 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts... Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard select future Hall of Famer, linebacker from Stanford, Bobby Okariki. (laughs) Okariki. Pat McAfee, everybody. I mean, that's 10 out of 10 right there. Fake Dungy loves it.
1: (laughs) All right. So, Jesus, Pat. Making me get choked up over you, your right, brother. Dude. Yeah, boom um, roasted. Holy cow, boom roasted. That was pretty good stuff, right, Ben Askren? I am pretty impressed there, Pat Magfee. You funny bastard. You came out there, you killed it, you slayed Nashville, Tennessee. What? Uh, m- my question is, who was it laughing there at? The- well, by the way, he oh, called out the orangutan. There's only one which is person. Awesome.
0: There's only one person with a laugh like that on this earth. Is it Daniel
1: Jeremiah? <laughs>
0: No, it is freaking Charles Davis. I'll bet money on it if that is Charles Davis. I didn't even get to watch a lot of the draft coverage because I was working it. You just have such but a didn't good see ear. This. You know I for a fact this. it's Charles Davis. It's Charles freaking Davis. I'll put I'll bet my firstborn on it. That is quite the laugh there, Chuck. I know it's Charles. Can I call you Chuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I'm sur- no, we debated the name Chuck and Chi. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Charles. Oh, Charles. Yeah. No, don't even grace. I, for some reason, I just don't like Charles Davis. <laughs> really? Is it? Is it? Like he of seems like a great guy. No, and he seems like just a nice guy. It's not because of Madden. Just super strange. Even edge. before that, I just don't like his calling of games. <laughs> He's gotcha. not bad when it comes to draft coverage. Well, and it's definitely I just don't not old racial like thing, him. So I don't like. Let's him go on ahead calls. and squash that. <laughs> What? Who? Now you you make a comment like that. It initially goes into people's minds. So that you don't was, even need to say anything
1: like that. So that was Charles Davis's laugh. No, I just wanted to clear the air. I could tell the audience members here were a little bit like, "Whoa, really?" Walchuk is is hating on the black guy again. <laughs> What's new? Are you are you serious? So, anyways, uh, shout out to you, Charles Davis, Chuck Davis, with that laugh. That was great, uh,
0: and. Honestly, shout out to the orangutan from just a couple of years ago. Still haven't drafted a tight end. Indy? Man, I might have to go with, dude, I don't even know what to do. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, shit, I should have taken. Yep, I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. Why not? Flyer. Go with a flyer here. God, you're still talking about your fantasy football team, you bleephole. It's a mock draft. It's not really a team. It's
1: it's not even your – It's literally, it's even worse. It's not even actually your team. This is a fake team. This is an imaginary team. This team is a fugazi. It's
0: all pretend. It's a fugazi. Fugazi. It's fairy dust. All right. um, Basically, I'm prepping for August, baby, so I can win all my leagues. All right. Do me a favor. Don't bring
1: up your mock fantasy draft, not only on this show, but ever again in the history of life. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. All right, moving on, 2019. I'm just, I'm just previewing the kind of excellent fantasy football coverage we're going to have here with the Nosebleed Seats podcast on the Pro Football Network, at PFN365 on Twitter, at Zach Wolchuk on Twitter, and at Bleepin' Giafalo Sports. Just leave out the bleepin'. No, you can go ahead and put the bleeping in there. I kind of like that. But they're not gonna find you unless you change your Twitter handle. You're gonna do that.
1: All right, Reggie Wayne, Jim Brown, or John Gruden as we proceed in our 2019 I think Fantastic because
0: Draft. Audio. Uh we had McAfee as a Colt roasting the Titans. Let's just go ahead and wrap up the Colts versus Titans feud and let's hear from Reggie Wayne, former Miami Hurricane.
2: We are back. I know you're not, boy.
1: Come on, Tennessee. Y'all done played the coast 20 times in 10 years, and you done won three games.
2: Stop it. Stop it. We straight? We good? All right. Because I got clips. I got heat. All right, we straight. With the 49th pick. So,
0: Reg got a little violent there. Can you say that? Because I
2: got clips.
0: Was he Was he meaning what we thought? I got heat. Yeah,
2: he said he, he was, was gonna mean. he was
1: gonna shoot the place up. Is you know, in layman's terms, he was going to commit a, a terrorist attack on our NFL draft coverage.
2: Cause I got clips. Wait, what? Cause I got clips. He a was going he,
1: he was going to shoot mother bleepers in the audience. Oh, That's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So, I,
0: yeah, clips, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, empty yeah. clips. Yeah, mm. bullets. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Uh he's got a apparently he's got a little Marvin Harrison in him, a little more than I anticipated.
0: What is it with kickers these days? What is going on? Why is this
1: happening? Stop referencing your fake fantasy. This is like your fantasy fantasy draft. The whole no. thing is bull bleed. <laughs> I can't
0: stand you. We're I talking
1: thought we, I thought we vowed to never talk about that again <laughs> on or off
0: the air. How did you know I was referencing that?
1: Because we're talking about Reggie Wayne. Next <laughs> thing I know, you're talking about a bleeping kicker. Yeah, always right? the
0: last pick. You always take a kicker last, for those of you out there wondering. Yeah, it's a pro tip right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great point, Walt Chuck. Thank you. Reggie Wayne said he was going to shoot this bitch up. Because
2: I got clips.
1: In layman's terms. So, uh, no, that was up. pretty crazy. Well, otherwise, little, did
0: you like what he said? A little hostile. Yeah, loved it. It was awesome. You even like the hostile part. You're aggressive. Well, he's a Miami
1: guy. I'm a Miami guy. We're Miami guys. With that so what being is, said. What
0: does that mean? We, we, you know.
1: It means we just got love for each other. We're, we're just going to be each shooting
0: other. people out and leaving clips. We have each other's backs.
1: And uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure Marvin Harrison gave him a little wink, wink. Give him a little nuck. Yeah, then, had to give him some. Dab. I meant
0: receivers. What is it with receivers these days? Not kickers, but I was looking at the kickers on the draft. Yeah, it I was. was
1: it was just. It was. It was weird, especially coming from a Colt, a guy who played with Marvin Harrison, who has allegedly shot somebody, and then we just all just swept it under the rug. And yeah, it's on.
0: bizarre. And I guess it could have been Marvin up there, but he's already put himself in the limelight. We know he's a bad human.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing, if it was Marvin, there's actually a chance that the whole clip emptying could have taken place. So they had to avoid that. Thank you, Reggie Wayne. 2019 draft audio and nosebleed seeds continues with Walchuck, Jim Brown, or. <laughs> Get out of here, Charles Davis. Gruden or Brown? Gruden or Brown? Brown or Gruden? Gruden you mean or Brown?
0: Gruden for 500.
1: All right, let's hear his conversation, his draft secret audio call with uh, Max Crosby. This is great.
0: Who? Magic Crosby? Max. Max. Mm. Two X's or one? John, here we go. Hello? Yes, yeah, Max there?
2: Yes, sir.
0: Hey, Max, this is John Gruden with the Oakland Raiders. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great, Coach. Hey, uh, I got to get after Mahomes, man. We got to get after Phillip Rivers, man. This is a tough division. Can- are you that are you that guy number ninety two that's raising hell? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Yes. Will you come out hey, will you come out here? I'm ready, I'm the guy, I promise. All right, great. I'm gonna turn the card in. I'm gonna make you an Oakland Raider and I want you I want you to help me now. We got we got Cleland Farrell in the first round, I'm getting Mad Max Crosby in the fourth round, and I'm expecting you to come in here and lead the league in effort, brother. Yes, sir, you already know.
1: That was just absolute peak John Gruden. Man. John Gruden at his finest. He uh he winked, didn't know that, that anybody else is, was listening. When and, it comes
2: to
0: building this Raiders team, I can all love him.
1: Yeah, he's he's hysterical. And uh he knew Max Crosby, he's like, "Listen, you're not going to win with athleticism. I just uh I need you to bring that effort. I need you to lead the league in effort." Cuz Christ, you Have are you not Have you watched any of Crosby's? No, but he's, you know, by the by the sound of him He's not very athletic. Well, it's was Mad Max. I mean, yeah, that Mad, sounds like I love a Tasmanian I,
0: freaking devil out I there. I wonder if Gruden came up with that himself, Mad Max Crosby. I, the phone call was great. I love John. This, I wonder if it rivals Jay's moment on Thanksgiving. Oh. It is my favorite audio we've ever played. And honestly, <laughs> anytime we get an opportunity <laughs> to maybe put her on the show— I want to put her on the show. I'm calling for some dueling Gruden's Jay versus John. Which audio clip is better?
1: All right. For those of you that don't know, this is Jay Gruden. Okay. So we're going to go back in time here. This is, thank you, old Chuck, for bringing this up. Brother of John Gruden, Jay Gruden, head coach of the Redskins, was playing on uh, against the Cowboys on a Thanksgiving game like three years ago. And when they asked him about his favorite part and love for Thanksgiving, this was his response. Like, my favorite thing is getting a fork, getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed
2: potatoes, some corn, some sweet potatoes, some green beans, putting them all on the same fork and taking a bite, mixing them all up together. That's the best. That's the best.
1: Oh, my God, man. man, You get the turkey, get the fork. Getting a fork,
0: getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes. You get the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the green beans. Some corn, some sweet potatoes. The green beans, man. You can't forget the green beans. The bust. The turkey. You take the fork. And you take one bite. Mix it all together. You take a bite.
2: But that's the best.
0: That is my favorite audio we've ever had. Oh, man. The bust. It is. The bust. It is so. It's Like, so as great, great as John was, the Mad Max. I loved it. I did love it. And it made me think effort. like, oh, geez, I love John Gruden, even though I just don't believe he's a good head football coach anymore. And the Cleveland Farrell pick was beyond embarrassing for me. That might be a good player, but it was embarrassing to take him fourth overall in that draft. Yeah,
1: Josh Allen sitting there. Nope. Let's go get the guy that we could have probably got at 19.
0: And Mayot gets full blame there, too. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. He deserves plenty of blame. And on uh, NFL Network, they sent had the their freaking scouts home. It's just John Gruden and Mayock, yeah, who are going, Holy <laughs> hell, all right, we could probably get this guy 15 picks later. Let's take him. Oh, the running back, we might probably get him in the second
0: round. Let's, go, ahead and Farrell take him now. Let's go with Pharrell. All right, good Abram. He's a good dad. Let's go ahead and snag him at 27. Probably a really good guy him for Raider 40. Nation. You think you could have gotten Abram at 40?
1: Yeah, I really
0: do. The way the safeties fell in that draft. I
1: mean, Taylor Rapp went super late. Right. Yep. Uh, and this
0: year, Adderley. Thornhill, my guy, went uh, last pick, I believe, of the second Super round. Late.
1: So, anyway, shout out to the Grudens, Jay, John, the whole Gruden family. We love you guys. We love Thanksgiving, and uh, we love the our bust. turkey.
0: It's the bust.
1: All right. Uh, I guess we'll close things down. Hey,
0: give me Brown. Give me Jim Brown. Yeah. The let's greatest
1: go Jimmy. to ever do it. Jimmy B. Take it away.
2: With the forty-six fix and two thousand. 13 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Greedy Williams.
0: I don't really like that we played that. Yeah, you know, it's honestly... That is sad. It's more sad than funny. That is not... Like, listening to that, did you think, man, maybe we shouldn't have pulled this one?
1: But it is still really funny. No, never for a second did I doubt or question the fact that that was going to be on our show. Okay. It's, I'll, I remember when it happened live, I turned to my buddy and was like... Did he just say 2013 after a healthy pause where he was clearly wondering what the hell year he was living in?
2: And 2013 NFL draft.
1: And he was like, no, no, I don't I think he He said 19, he said 19. I don't think Jim Holy said 2013. I was like, "No, dude, let's go ahead, hit the rewind. I need to double check. Maybe I'm hearing things." Turns out I was right. Jim was wrong, and uh, you could tell the crowd doesn't laugh, but you could tell they want to. It's just kind of like a oh, goodness. If you a can a sigh speak. of sadness. Yeah. I
0: mean, come on, how are you gonna laugh at this poor guy? Yeah,
1: no, it was, well because it was funny.
0: How about that?
2: I um, mean, yeah, it how
1: about is funny. because he didn't it say 2018? He didn't say 2020. He went for okay. I admit no earthly yeah, 2013, reason. Twenty thirteen, we're flipping the script back pretty to six remarkable. years. It
0: is quite humorous. But yeah, it's sad. And fortunately for the Browns, we're I don't not... feel good about it. I don't feel good about laughing. That's that's not a laughing with me moment. That's a laughing at me moment. I'm not a bit laughing at me part. I don't. I don't want to do that to Jim Brown. Yeah,
1: I don't think we were laughing with Vince Young when he called Harold Landry
0: Landry. I think Vince has had a good laugh about it since then.
1: Well, in the moment, he was probably uh, wanting to get away. Of course. But thank God, you know, if you're a Browns fan, you're thinking to yourself, holy bleep, thank God we're not in
0: 2013 anymore. Why? Because Jim Brown was part of their front office? No. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> because they were god awful trash, absolute sewage of a football team. In yeah, 2013, I mean, you could say that up and until 2018 to be for the next five and a half years.
0: There was really one other year Jim couldn't say for that fact to be not accurate.
1: Yeah. And I don't know what that year would have been.
0: Was Charlie Fry at it was the helm, 2018 or was I guess. Derek Anderson? Uh, Kelly Holcomb, what was that, 2003? I think Derek
1: Anderson led him to like nine no, wins. Kelly Holcomb at we 10 and like, 16. Yeah,
0: he did. Derek Anderson did lead him to a winning uh, season. They were competing. But Kelly Holcomb took him to the playoffs and they lost to famous Amos Zeroway in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well,
1: you know what? You did it with Jay Gruden. Now I got to do it with Derek Anderson. Some of my personal favorite audio that we've ever <laughs> had on this show. Uh, let's go ahead and send it back to like whatever we might be let's go back to 2013 I think this is about when this uh beautiful piece of audio came to be so thank you Jim Brown thank you Derek Anderson take it away Derek that's fine that's fine I'm not laughing about it you think this is funny I take this serious I'm not real serious I put my heart and soul into this every single week all I'm saying is the camera shows. I'm just telling you right now what I do every single week every single week I put my freaking heart and soul into this I study my off I don't go out there and laugh it's not funny
2: nothing's funny to me I don't want to go out there and get embarrassed on Monday night football in front of everybody that's why I'm asking you I'm telling you right now we're not we're talking Deuce and I are talking what was the context I'm done. sorry
1: Derek I hate to break it to you brother that actually is funny that's hilarious and that makes up for the sadness of Jim Brown am I wrong
0: it's not funny I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's post Monday Night Football. Oh, I think that was. I don't know. I'm just who saying. It was I'm just.
0: I'm just saying. The camera sh- I'm. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> the cameras showed you fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I study my ass off.
1: Is that? See, I was going to ask you when he says "study my bleep off," we it was bleeped out. I'm not sure if it studied my ass off or study my dick off. And I was going to ask you, what do you think he said there? I studied my ass off.
0: I think he definitely said, uh, studied my my ass off.
1: Gotcha. Now, if you. Why would
0: you think he said, if you were, because I know if I was in that
1: situation, I would have uh, probably, f-
0: probably said. You would have probably said. I think you're I would you a f- freaking dude who always is thinking about. F- 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 At some point in every show, you bring up dog. Did I last week? Every time. I bet we could rewind the tapes and the dong inch was brought up. Oh, you're right.
1: Because uh, David Akers laid his dong out and put it on yeah, the table. Yeah, and yeah there Smashed you go. every Cowboys there you go. fan no, in the nation with no, it, including yourself. No.
2: What's up, Dallas?
1: Not at all. So you're right. I did bring dong to the table last Maybe week. Maybe if that
0: guy had a Go birds!
1: Um, Get out of here, David. And Derek, diamond Derek Anderson, thank you for letting us go back in time, courtesy of Jim Brown. Gosh,
0: that was golden.
1: The 2019 draft concludes, and uh, that's pretty much it. Walchuk, any final words? No, I think All right, that very was good. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Well,
0: you wanted to uh, talk about the Dallas Cowboys draft. Oh, so little, what does that mean? What are we about to have? Little Cowboys conversation.
2: Excellent! <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Eric. Um, You are our resident Italian, American, Caucasian, Miami Dolphins fan, a.k.a. Dallas Cowboys fan on the show. And uh, your love for the Cowboys draft just brings music to my ears, friend.
1: Yeah, so you bleed silver and blue. You have since the day you were born.
0: Came out of the womb, and I was bleeding it.
1: That explains why you have that Emmett Smith fat head on your ceiling directly above your bed with a side of Juergens, and um, I appreciate that about you. Now, I am not. I'm a Dolphins fan, and uh, I'm a tortured soul because of it. But your Dallas football Cowboys drafted your favorite player, the guy that you wanted at 58. I know, I know you were excited. You had the tattoo Mr. Tristan Smith comes in from UCF. It's Hill, damn it. Not
0: on your ass, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it says T. Smith on my ass. And that's
1: really all that matters. Tristan Hill, UCF, your newest Dallas football cowboy. He comes in in round two, pick number 58. After you drafted Amari Cooper at 27, you can't believe he fell all the way to 27. God, that was great! How value. in the world did
0: we get a Marty Cooper at twenty seven? I don't baby? know, man. In a draft where there was Jeez. no bleeping wide receivers, the Hollywood steal. Brown was before the steal him. of the twenty nineteen NFL draft. A injured, Marty Cooper at twenty seven, an injured Hollywood Brown. Yeah, what's goes this dude have? Marty Cooper, freaking that foot in that Liz Frank. Yeah, Liz, man,
1: Frank, she's a bitch. He was hot. But uh, you guys, you came in strong. You got your three tech. Last time we watched the Dallas Cowboys play football, you got ran all over by a fat guy and a guy with arthritic knees.
0: Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah, fat guy in a little
1: coat was scoring a lot of touchdowns against you guys. Yeah, his name
0: was C.J. Anderson. Quit fat shaming, you jerk. Oh, yeah, he teamed up with Fat Patricia in Detroit. Oh, he actually really did. Yeah. Holy that's, cow. Yeah, I only bring five. Wow, to the table. that is a reunion. That's and not even us. a reunion. That is like a birthing of quite the tandem. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But, uh, sell out Popeye's chicken, baby.
1: But your Cowboys needed that three tech, and they got him, Rod Marinelli, in there pounding the draft table for his guy. And uh, I know you're excited about it. You were, you were excited. You told me. You told all of us on the pre-draft show, that's the guy you got tatted on your ass cheek. And uh, that's the guy you wanted at 58. You got him. So how's it feel?
0: I'm happy about it, brother. Uh, look, at 58, I knew the area the Cowboys wanted to go, and they considered safety. The other person that they were thinking about while on the board was was Juan Thornhill, was your guy. So they were thinking, should we get Thorny, or should we go with Tristan Hill the dancing bear that is going to come in and be a disruptive force on the interior of the defensive line. And you know how I feel about interior
1: pressure. Yeah, well, and you know how I feel about being thorny. I think there's always a time and place
0: for that, so I was a little bit disappointed. I can understand that, and that is fair. But at the, at the end of the day, I think they fell in love with Tristan Smith, and he was their guy. It didn't matter who fell to them. mr Adderley was there. There were quite a few players on the board. Taylor Rapp, I did not expect to be there. And would I have enjoyed a Taylor Rapp selection? I think he would have been a massive upgrade at the safety spot. But I like Tristan Hill. I think that he can do extraordinary things with Rod Marinelli in this defense. And the Cowboys have not had a legit dominant three-tech the entire time he's been there. And I think that Warren Sapp proved it. And I'm not trying to say Tristan Hill will be Warren Sapp. Good God. You better But that kind of playmaker that can rush the passer inside within that system parlayed with what Chris Richard's doing to the secondary, it can be really, really big time. And I think Tristan Hill had that slot at 58. You weren't going to be able to get him at 90 if you waited. And they committed to it. And it didn't surprise me. And I like the player. Uh, he's the first one off the ball all the time. And I will never be upset by attacking the trenches, offensive or defensive line. So I'm in. I'm into the pick. I couldn't agree more with the trench uh, situation
1: there. You can never have enough D linemen, especially at a position at the three tech spot there for the Cowboys. It's super, super, super important in that Tampa 2 Rod Marinelli defense. And this guy, 10.5 tackles for a loss. He didn't even start for UCF because he had issues with that new coaching staff. So they were kind of bleeping with him. So he only played not a full time starter amount of snaps and still had almost 11 tackles for loss on the season. He's got a pass rush capability, which is nice sideline to sideline. The athleticism is, is clear as day on the table. He's doing it all at 305, 310, and uh, it, he moves well for that weight. So it's pretty awesome. I think uh, as much as I wanted Thornhill, and even though they probably had Thornhill and a couple of those other guys rated higher on their board, I think they were they knew what they wanted at 58. It was Tristan Hill, and if he was there, there was pretty much no one else that could have been on the board at that same time that they would have taken over him. And so, great. They get their guy, Rod Marinelli's happy. It's at a position where he's probably going to back up Malik Collins in year one, but Malik Collins, only one year left on his deal, so he gets to— And he's got injury concerns. Absolutely, so he's he's going to miss at least four or five games this year, guaranteed, so you know your boy Tristan's going to get a couple of starting opportunities, but— And they rotate. I mean, this is a defensive line
0: that constantly rotates. Oh,
1: for sure, so he's going to get more than enough snaps. He's going to contribute right away, and he's guaranteed to be the starter when Malik Collins leaves in free agency in 2020. So you get your guy there, defensive line, sure it up. And uh, with no David Irving, Tyrone Crawford not being what you really wanted. And again, with Collins, only one year left on his deal. It's a nice move there, even though I did kind of want my boy Thornhill. All right, so then you go to the the the, uh, the third round.
0: Yes, the third round pick 90. More trench. And they go with Connor McGovern, the guard from Penn State. And at this point, I think Connor McGovern, anywhere you looked at, not only the Cowboys board. But if you're watching on TV and you're looking at it, it's the Kuyper, it's the McShay, it's the Jeremiah, it's the Gil Brand. He was probably one of the top players left, uh, consensuously, in this draft. And while I did not expect the Cowboys to necessarily go offensive line at that point, sure, the value was too good to pass up. And I think it makes a lot of sense because when you look at this, Lyle Collins is also in a contract year. And with the Cowboys coming up, having to pay Dak Prescott, having to pay Amari Cooper, possibly having to pay Byron Jones, and oh, there's also Ezekiel Elliott looming in the background. And their offensive line's already expensive with Tyre, right. you're Tyron also Smith, spending a lot, Frederick, lot. Well, Tyron Martin. Smith's deal is, is actually very team-friendly, but Martin, sure, and Frederick, sure. And
1: Tyron Smith still team-friendly on a general basis, but still getting
0: a right, amount of right. points. Right, right, absolutely. So you're, you've committed a ton of money to that. Um, you also will have Joe Looney, who's a free agent after this year, and I would expect with the job that Joe Looney did last year, starting in place of Frederick at center and the success that he had, will probably get paid like a starting offensive lineman should in free agency, not a contract the Cowboys can probably match. So you're putting yourself in position now for Connor McGovern to be a plug-and-play guy 2020 at left guard. You'll probably kick Connor Williams out to right tackle, and Connor McGovern will slide in there. And be your left guard now. And I've heard a lot of people talk about, hmm, should we maybe just kick Connor Williams out to right tackle now yes. Yes. and yes. move Lyle Collins inside the left guard where he probably had played the best at any position along the offensive line? I would like that. I think they should do that. If you want to get your best five where they should be, and you're not going to pay Lyle Collins anyway, so why the hell does it matter? And the future of Connor Williams seemingly is already going to be right tackle let's just go ahead and elevate that let's, and let's do make that sure now. he can
1: play it let's do exactly and let's get a year of seeing can Connor Williams make that happen we saw him in college his best position was tackle he's he is a tackle he's not a guard they just put him at guard last year because they already had
0: Colin. But you and Smith said you saw nine. pictures of him bulking up. Do you think he's gotten too big now?
1: Well, I mean, I think I don't think it would be he's not the kind of guy that would have a problem losing weight. He was the kind of guy that struggled to be able to pack on that 300, 315 hundred and fifteen pound body. Right. And he seemingly has now they all went on a fishing trip. A couple of the guys they posted on Instagram, and Connor Williams, aka the pussy willow, looks way bigger. Jeez, man. He actually has traps now. So that's cool. He looks like an NFL offensive lineman instead of a long snapper. So it's really, really nice. And uh, if, but if, but if he does move to right tackle and he needs to drop five or six pounds,
0: he can do that in a heartbeat because he's been struggling to gain the
1: weight his whole career.
0: And I think Connor Mcgovern all around is just a very solid player. He can also kick in and play a backup center for you if you need that. So the Cowboys are set. I mean, depth wise on the offensive line, which is really the heart and soul of that football team and what they want to do, even if there is an injury they are in position to go ahead and be okay. Whether it's to either guard, they've got McGovern, they've still got Suofilo. If it's to one of the tackles, Cam Fleming came in and they beat the Saints with Fleming in the lineup. I think they went 2-0 and with him playing last year, so he's clearly serviceable. Heck, he was a starting tackle for the New England Patriots when they won a Super Bowl. And I know the Patriots seem to just plug and play, guys, but it's on his resume. And then you've got Joe Looney, who had an outstanding year starting at center the entire year. So you, you've got a lot of depth. Your starting five is awesome. The Cowboys did a great job shoring stuff up there and getting a future starter. They also took two Miami Hurricanes, who I'm sure you were excited about, the Jackson brothers. Yeah, the Jackson brothers. They're not actually related, though, are they? No,
1: they're not. But uh, just real quick here, it was good value, I think, for both of them. I think both make the roster. Michael Jackson, for sure. Joe Jackson, I know there's a lot of defensive ends there, but I think he he can make it happen. Um, But... Uh, long-term, Michael Jackson, He's the traits-wise, he's the kind of guy Chris Richard likes at his corner position, so maybe he can be a boundary corner for you guys in a year or two, uh, but you guys have plenty of DBs right now to where he doesn't have to get thrusted into any sort of uh, you know unfair territory. He can just play maybe some special teams this year, get groomed, and then maybe 2020 he's competing for a starting role. Joe Jackson, ultimately, he's not going to be athletic enough. He's strong. He's big, 270-something pounds. Uh, he had a lot of production at Miami, so that's good. But athletically, I don't think he's going to be able to rush the passer in the, in the kind of way that you want him to. But uh, being a run stuffer, being the kind of guy that can be on a roster, he's absolutely good enough to be on a roster. So solid picks there. I want to ask you about the fourth-round pick, though, Pollard, before we get out of here, Cowboys. No, no, no.
0: That's Well, that's why I skipped over Pollard, because Pollard's the one pick of this entire draft. And once you get to round six through seven, You'll it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know? They finally took a safety in Donovan Wilson out of a and in cool. round Great. six. He'll be a special teams guy. Uh, the seventh round pick actually does matter because Weber relates to the Pollard pick, and who and Jalen Jelks is is what he is. If he makes the rush, we'll see. Pollard, I was I was surprised to see it. One because I thought that they would take Isaiah Johnson there, the corner from Houston, who they'd been linked to this entire time, and I think's a better player than Michael Jackson is. And maybe Jackson ends up being a sneaky steal for you uh, because he does have the traits. And Chris Richard worked him out individually. Really liked his workout. But Isaiah Johnson just seemed like a guy tremendous upside. I was surprised that he had slid that far down uh, to round four at pick one twenty eight. That's a dude that some people had going in round two. I'd have pulled the trigger on him because the Cowboys had a second fourth round pick they ended up trading back from because there wasn't a player there that they liked. Since Isaiah Johnson literally went the pick after Tony Pollard, I think they could have taken Pollard or they could have taken excuse me Isaiah Johnson and then waited and gotten Pollard with that second fourth round pick and they would have had a better corner in the class.
1: Yeah, that's the only second-guess special I really have. And
0: the Pollard pick, I mean, if you're asking me, the Cowboys just haven't ever proven that they can utilize a player of this skill set, really. Yeah. is the issue for me. I like a lot of the things he can do. I flipped. uh, As soon as they drafted him, I hadn't watched a ton of him. I went back and watched some of his games at Memphis and he plays all over the field. He's outside, he's inside, he can run in between the tackles. he's certainly got a lot of pop. He can score from anywhere on the football Pass field. Pass catching is he's great. He's a playmaker. Yeah, he's a playmaker and his Four, returning three, ability. Eight, 40 fast as lightning and he can be a returner. I think he'll be that will be his biggest perk for me is I think he will be a legitimate terrifying kick and punt returner and he will add a difference uh an element the Cowboys really haven't had in in years in the special teams game. As an offensive weapon I like it because I think Dak proved to be able to be helped a lot by just checking the ball down to Zeke. Easy yards, easy completions. If I'm in trouble, let's just go ahead and get the ball out of my hands, get it to a playmaker. I think Pollard can help in that area, um, and they also, of course, will be doing that with Jason Witten left and right because he can't run down the field at done But the Pollard pick is one of my, I'm intrigued. I just don't know that I have faith in this offensive coaching staff to really get the most out of him.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Hopefully, Kellen Moore is more hands-on with the offense, and he seems to be like he was really a a key reason why they drafted Pollard uh, because he really wanted him. He likes what he can do, so hopefully they have a plan for the guy. I think him and Zeke on the field at the same time is an intriguing option. I think the Cowboys lack dynamic speed just on their offense in general. Besides Amari Cooper and Zeke, you have no one that you really feel like can take it to the house. I know Tavon Austin's on the roster, but he's going to get hurt 30 seconds from right now. And uh, so he, being Pollard, is going to be a guy from the running back position, from the slot, moving him around all these different ways, through the air and on the ground, is going to be a guy that, has the ability to take a 5-yard, a 10-yard play and go the distance with it. And I think you can really only say that about Zeke and Amari Cooper, and I don't think you can have enough of those guys on your offense. So I hear you. If the coaching staff holds them back because they don't know how to utilize the guy, then that's on them, and they can go bleep themselves, and they'll get fired next year and move on. And Kellen Moore, you're not the offensive genius, we thought. But if Kellen Moore has a lot of say in this offense, and he... Knows and wants to utilize this new toy that he just got that he pounded the table for in the war room. Well, I
0: think what he wants to do is do a lot more motion, like you saw with the Rams doing. Yeah, the where, window dressing, exactly. Man, it's a good thing and, and he thinks Pollard can be good. What's your defense on the heels for for something like that, which I agree with. I can see it. I'm just you know, there. There's some excitement there with the player and the pick. Uh, it'll just be remain. It remains to be seen to me how they'll they'll utilize him. The windows, you know, I'm leaving the door open. I hope he's very successful and I hope he's good. Okay, but you are confirming that
1: the door is open. It is not closed. Not at all. It's not open. at all. So it's not even just cracked. You no, got that, that thing. That slung thing's wide, wide, wide
0: open for Tony Pollard to be a badass. Just run right through it, Tony. Let's do it, baby. Catch
1: the ball, go the distance, run through that door, stiff wall chuck right in the face.
0: Hell yes, let's party.
1: All right, very good. Overall, pleased with the Cowboys draft.
0: Yeah, overall, I was very satisfied with the draft. A little I bit have more for
1: the future, it seems like. No I think doubt. Pollard, I think they've got I starters. Think Tristan,
0: in the future. future starters. I think contribute right away. I think Tristan Hill and-, and Pollard, and I think you will see McGovern. You will see him, but well, he's he'll not going to be a starter. No, but I think you'll see uh, Weber as well. I think Weber's going to end up being the backup running back for Zeke. Nah, nah, he's just a guy. He might be just a guy, but I think he's the best backup running back that they've got for Zeke on the roster oh, that's right the now. the best, man. That's the best. You
1: think he's better than the turkey? I think he's better than the fork. You think he's better than the gravy? Not the theaters. What about the potato and the uh, sweet potato? Not
0: the mashed or the sweet potato. Holy jeez.
2: Mm.
1: All right, Cowboys it's conversation.
0: Than Thank you. All right, so now that that's out the way, uh, let's go ahead. And, Eric, I know you've been sitting on this. Oh, yeah. And, and we actually did a legitimate draft show. It's post not very show comfortable. On 105.3 The Fan. Afterwards, we didn't even get to it because of the Cowboys press conference we were so rudely interrupted. Yeah, that was some bullshit. But you've got some teams that you think had the best drafts from the 2019 NFL freaking draft. You want to hit them? Damn right. I don't want to hit them. Let's hit them, baby. All let's right. Let's go.
1: Let's go. All right. So uh,
0: I hate to do this to you to start. No, you don't. What is it? You're going to do you please don't fart again fart boom that's a fart oh,
1: f- no I'm not gonna fart again I'll be honest with you I did fart all
0: right. <laughs> please please don't fart that me. was
1: earlier and, yeah, it was, and that was... we weren't even on the air and so I appreciate you doing that embarrassing <laughs> me
0: oh oh people. oh yeah. you tried to make it out like I was a racist earlier that's a f- fart well now the boundary is I specifically fault, said you weren't I don't know where you're going
1: with that and I don't appreciate it Um, the Washington Redskins speaking of racism Big big time races there. Uh, but what
0: about the Redskins? You think they had a good draft? <laughs> they had. Oh crap!
1: A kick ass draft. That's why I was apologizing. It's not to even you. just
0: good; it's kick ass.
1: Yeah, and I want to shout out to uh, George Templeton. Oh, Jorge, our uh, our resident Redskin. I'm sorry, George. And uh, it, it really is George. He's and, got the best
0: voice at PFN. Yeah, yeah. No, the quality yeah, of that his voice is freaking sexy, unmatched, and uh, his
1: squad. Dwayne Haskins fell to him at fifteen. Rumors before the draft where they loved Haskins. Oh no, they love Daniel Jones. Oh no, they love Haskins. Oh no, they love Daniel Jones. Oh my gosh, Dan Snyder's taking control of this draft. Oh my God, he's gonna trade up. George, in which front one of the did Giants. you love? George, George, did you love Dwayne? Yeah, it's a good question, George. What do you think? All right, George. Thanks for nothing. Uh they don't have to trade up for Dwayne Haskins. They don't trade up for Daniel Jones. We were thinking maybe the Giants and the Redskins are going to go on a battle. Of yeah, who can I want them up. both
0: to give up like three first round picks. Who can? Let's play a Just little a game crazy called it. Who can give up? They got to get up from fifteen to five at the minimum, right? Who can they give up the most go. draft capital? 2020, 2021. for The worst quarterback
1: in this draft.
0: We're giving up all the way up to 1st round picks to move up ten spots to hit Daniel freaking Jones. That's what I was hoping for.
1: Yeah, that would have been nice, but Daniel Snyder he held his water. He kept himself together. Maybe he didn't they get over kicked Zellis. him out of the
0: room like the Raiders kicked their scouts out. They were like, Dan, sorry, not this year. Yeah,
1: well, maybe. Either way, if they tied him up and taped his mouth shut, it worked. Dwayne Haskins, second-best quarterback, in my opinion, in this draft, falls to 15 overall. They give up nothing in order to get him. Laps his ass and called him mama? Yeah, it was good. It was great. He wasn't very happy. Now, he was charging $50 at his... <laughs> <laughs> at his draft party, at his draft watch party at the local bowling alley in Maryland, which is fitting because he's newly a Washington Redskin. Uh, but he was not overly pleased. You could see him when Daniel Jones got drafted by the Giants. He had this nice little, you know, uh, chuckle, a little sarcastic, shaking of the head, uh, kind of like a what the bleep are you doing, Gettleman? And, uh, and then he was like, uh, the league, I think the quote was, the league done messed up. Whenever they yeah, asked the about him, up. They, yeah, the league done and messed had, up. And they have,
0: they did mess up. Yeah, well, Daniel Snyder got well, maybe, his guy. Maybe not. His Gettleman seems pretty confident. Oh Jesus! Don't even get me started. Should we on just Gettleman. go before? Because I do want to go more in depth on the Redskins, but there's so much Gettleman goodness. You want to just hit that real quick All while right. we're on the topic? All right. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I assume the Dave. Giants aren't going to be one of the teams that you thought had the best draft. No. So we're not going to get back to the Giants. So while we're on the Giants, let's. I can always make room for room for the Gettleman. I know you love the Gettleman.
1: So what's up? What do you do? I know he's talking about bagels at one point.
0: Yeah, so what? Okay, you heard this bagel thing. I hadn't even heard the bagels. All right, so the bagel
1: thing is incredible. While you get your Gettleman stuff together, I'll give you my Gettleman quote. Uh, I think he has a series of pretty incredible stuff that he said post-draft, trying to defend the whole Daniel Jones situation. Um, But my favorite one that I've seen thus far is, all right, here it is. This is uh, Dave Gettleman explaining Basically giving you a justification as to why he knows he made the right decision. He goes, I'll give you one. I was at my bagel shop this morning. Guy said to me, hey, Dave, great pick. End quote.
0: I do love the bagels and I love the schmear. Yeah, yeah. Do you go with cream cheese? Ooh, yeah, I go cream cheese. You go everything bagel? You know what? I don't think I, I have done an everything bagel. Can't I, you see Gettleman in Gettle- there You know going, what? I bet the first time that Gettleman ever had an everything bagel was when he went to Duke and he just met up with Daniel Jones and they go to the local bagel shop and they said, get this guy an everything bagel. I don't think they do bagels in Carolina. They don't do bagels there? Maybe I'm wrong. They've got to do bagels with a good schmear. They do them everywhere. How do you say that word? schmear You got an H in there somewhere? schmear
1: Gotcha, maybe two H's. Just a good schmeh on the bagel, baby. Gotcha. So you go you do go cream cheese.
0: Yeah, what do you do? Uh
1: I go cream cheese. Sometimes I'll go butter, sometimes I go strawberry cream cheese. You know, I'm definitely I'll go flavored cream cheese. Yeah, the, the strawberry cream cheese is a win. Mm,
0: I do enjoy the strawberry cream. But
1: I'm definitely an everything bagel. But guy. you are an everything bagel. Guy. Do not put raisins
0: in my bagel. I enjoy a raisin bagel. Yeah, well, that's why you're a bleed pool Okay. Well, you can just say I don't agree with raisins in my bagel. I don't agree with you. All right, Gettleman,
1: what else did he say?
0: So, Gettleman talked about how he agonized over this decision. By the way, I just want to reiterate agonized before the draft. He
1: agonized over it. I want to reiterate the fact that the cashier at the bagel shop let Dave know and. Gave Dave the confidence to know. Well, that the cashier knows that him and Rosen,
0: well, that, that Daniel Jones, excuse me, I don't know why I said Rosen. Rosen also is on the move. The Rosen one, Dolphins. Yeah, my congratulations. My teammate. Yeah, I know you're, you're, we're not even going to get into that because we know the other podcast will. Yeah, that's true. Don't um, piss off King Kai. But please. I know you, know, King Kai. <laughs> King Kai has a lot to say about Josh freaking Rosen in Miami. By the way, I love it. I think it's great for the Dolphins. I've always been a Rosen guy.
1: Same. No, well, well, kind of.
0: You will be now. Uh, But I think Daniel Jones knows a good bagel spot when he sees one, and I think that dude knows, hey, Daniel's going to be my bagel guy too. The Gettleman's my bagel guy. They're going to get everything bagels with the schmear together. I love the pick. Great freaking pick, David. All right, prediction for
1: me. I think Daniel Jones is going to be the guy that gets Dave Gettleman and rings him up at the bagel shop in five years. (laughs) Oh, He'll have a better Saying job. it now, that, that Daniel guy, Jones handing Gettleman his bagels in, in five
0: years. In five years, you don't even think some team will just keep him on the and roster? And that's
1: only because he's going to go two years of unemployment I don't,
0: before that. Nah, dude, I think somebody will just keep him in the league. I think somebody will keep him around as a second or third string guy. All right, so, Paxton uh, Lynch is still in the league. Who? Paxton Lynch. He's the backup quarterback for what, Russell Wilson right now. What's a Paxton Lynch? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, no, I'm not going to take you up on that bet. But I think it's funny to think about. It.
1: Did Gettleman have a better quote than the bagel quote? I did hear no, that's one the more the best that was pretty quote. awesome. That's,
0: that's the best quote. But did, he, he, did you hear the tasting of the Super Bowl quote? Oh, the
1: tasting of the Super Bowl? And the Bowl? smelling. He was letting people know that he had been to multiple Super Bowls. He knows how Super Bowls taste. He knows how they smell. That, well, I, and he I have knows a, what a Super Bowl winning quarterback looks like. That's Daniel Jones. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever tasted a Super no, Bowl, Chuck? No, the quote World that job?
0: I have was, no, I've, not personally. No. No, I you haven't. haven't
1: even smelled one,
0: have you? No, nope, I haven't. Then you don't know what
1: the hell you're talking
0: about. Well, neither does freaking Gettleman. But the bottom line is, he says, is he has confidence in what he's doing and who he is. I've been a part of organizations that had pretty good quarterbacks. Jim Kelly, John Elway, Kerry Collins, Sheila Manning, Cam Newton. I've led a charmed life with quarterbacks on the teams I've worked for. I know what good ones look like. The other thing is, Resumes matter. Every once in a while, I wish the people taking the shots would look a minute at my f***ing resume. I've been a part of teams that went to seven f***ing Super Bowls. Here it is. I had a hand in some of them. But today, there's no patience. And there's no room for civil discourse in our society. And I find that sad. Did he really say fuck? He didn't say that. I threw that in there because I thought it added a little bit more yes. gusto. No, that was good. That was, I like that. Yeah, did you, fe- you feel that? Yeah.
1: I wish he would have thrown out the smelling and tasting of the Super Bowl in that quote. He really seemed like he was bringing the heat there, but I promise you, he said it somewhere. Uh, I do love that he was talking about all the Super Bowls he was in and how he had a hand in a couple of them. He was yeah, just I mean, long for the I ride I think the on guy's
0: just one. an idiot. He also said if you had 32 general managers in a room and gave them sodium but whatever, it's the truth serum. I don't know how to say that. Say it. Every Just single guess. one of them would let, yes! would tell you a story of how Take they, got a hack. Cute, they got cute in a draft, and if it, it cost them a player that they wanted, oh, they got cute in a, graf, in a draft, and it cost them a player that they wanted, so don't get cute here. You don't get cute with quarterbacks. All right, go ahead and get cute well, and try think, to make an effort and say I think that it word. Just try. It's sodium pentanol. Thank you. There you
1: go. You nailed it. There
0: you go. Uh, last year, what happened? He got cute and took Barkley and... You didn't want to get cute with the quarterbacks then? I mean, are you telling me Daniel Jones is better than Sam fucking Darnold? That's my, that's
1: my thing as well. Are you I'm telling like, me Daniel
0: Jones? I mean, like, maybe, okay, sure, depending. I don't think that he's even close to Josh Rosen, in my opinion.
1: So Daniel Jones looks like a championship quarterback after throwing for 59% completion percentage at Duke, losing 59-7 to to Wake Forest. Let me ask you a question, Walchuk. Can you name an NFL player right now that went to Wake Forest? All right, thank you. How did you think Daniel Jones looked like a championship quarterback and Sam Darnold didn't? Did you not hear
0: him say that he went to the Senior Bowl? Yeah, he saw him for three seconds. He saw him for three series. and He was in full bloom. He, he was in full bloom, and he, he knew Love. right there that
1: was a professional quarterback. Well, he didn't really know, though, until the bagel guy really signed off. No,
0: the it. bagel guy had to sign off on it.
1: And if it wasn't for that, I think Gettleman would be losing some sleep tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I personally don't mind the rest of the Giants draft. I liked Dexter Lawrence. so that They took him a little high, but I like that pick. And I like DeAndre Baker at corner. So, I don't know. But Daniel Jones, I just don't think is going to be very good. No, I
1: think their draft was pretty crappy. I think they overdrafted literally every person they took in their first like four picks. Yeah, They yeah. overdrafted Daniel Jones. They overdrafted Dexter Lawrence. But I think he'll still be Daniel. a solid player. They overdraft. They traded back into the first round to, to get take Deion a corner yeah. that most people didn't even have as their number one guy. No, and I feel
0: like they could have waited and just gotten they him at that second round have. pick. They absolutely could have.
1: There's another overdraft, and then they drafted a guy Zimenez. Whatever,
0: I don't, I don't know. That guy's not bad from Old Dominion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that guy's all right, but he played at Old Dominion, so I really won't know his love of competition. Sure, I,
0: I get that. I get that.
1: He's probably Jalen Ferguson 2.0.
0: Maybe uh, let's go back to the Redskins draft. So we mentioned Dwayne yeah, yeah, Haskins. Yeah. They took a quarterback there. I'm not going to fault it. I personally am not into Haskins that much. All right, but that's fine. There you go. I, I there's do your think, Washi- I do once think again. Washington is is a good place for him to go because his lack of mobility. They've got a pretty good offensive line when healthy. They'll be able to protect the guy. I don't know about their weapons. I don't think they've got great receivers. When healthy is key there. When healthy, they, they had a be. bad year last year, but their front seven is going to be sexy now. Because oh, they traded up, they got Montez Sweat, yes, they who did. Was a top 10 talent.
1: The Giants said, no, we don't need that pass. For yeah, that we could have gotten the top 10 at 17. <laughs> let's go ahead and take Dexter Lawrence. We'll let our uh, our division driver watch the Redskins go get him at 26. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he doesn't both have those our guys. problems.
0: I'd have taken Haskins before I took Daniel Jones. They took Jones. And I sure as shit would have taken Sweat before I took freaking Dexter Lawrence. So they went ahead and flipped both those picks, and the Redskins were the beneficiary. Way Here, to go, gentlemen. Kerry McLaurin, their third round pick, the receiver from Ohio State, is a solid player. And the fact that he's got a rapport already with Dwayne, there you go. There's a weapon for him.
1: And it. he's a great character guy. I think he's one of the safest wide receivers in this entire draft. So good on them. Then they go get Bryce Love in the fourth round. I, I know you actually, you really liked that pick. I actually thought they should have gone offensive line there. But um, they did after that.
0: They went with Wes Martin, the Indiana guy. Yeah, I think and they got Ross Piercebacker from Alabama.
1: I love a good Pierce bacher but I think they got they should have got Drew Samia there in that third round or fourth uh, round, no, whatever Oklahoma that was. Guard. Go get yourself so somebody you didn't like really that. You really love their draft. You liked their draft. I liked their first three. Yeah, their first three. Their picks first were good. three. Bryce Love, first I think, is great. injury prone with knees, ankles, concussions, wrists. He wants to be a doctor. They got Peterson. They got Geiss. It's like, dude, you can go get a running back anywhere. Why the bleep did you get the injury-prone one that hasn't been that good in a couple of yeah, years? Yeah, I didn't
0: think he'd go in the fourth round. Like, come on. It was a little high.
1: So, uh, but other than that, first three picks, which really all is all I'm really caring about right here, I'm not going to sit here and diagnose your fifth-round pick and act like he's going to be something. If he is, great, but Fair. likely not going to happen.
0: All right, who else you got?
1: All right, the other one I got, I think Arizona did an absolutely great job. Uh,
0: it was absolutely great, you're telling me. Kyler Murray, number one. I'm a Kyler guy. Yeah, that guy's going to be trash, but okay. Yeah, I know you're not a Kyler guy. No, I think, Kyler, this is the best place. This is this is the perfect marriage for it to have happened. Kyler to, to Cliff. I'm I'm excited to see how this plays out.
1: I agree 100%. Then they go, and uh, they get...
0: Byron Murphy, first pick of the second round. Uh, the a corner, corner from Washington. Who should have going... gone in the first round. Yes,
1: he is better than Baker, the guy that the Giants decided to trade back into the first round to get.
0: And they trade Rosen and get Andy Isabella. Isabella yeah, so then they go get him. was a about, badass for Massachusetts. Yeah, they get, But you're not worried about his level of play? No, I'm not at all. I'm not worried about Only his level of play. Only Zimenez.
1: He showed me something at the senior bowl. I can't remember if Zimenez did or not. Hmm. Uh, but Andy Isabella, solid slot receiver there, bringing some speed to that offense, giving Kyler Murray some weapons. So you've upgraded the quarterback, the cornerback, and now a receiver and then they go get Zach Allen, right. defensive lineman, who I, I know the Cowboys were rumored to be uh, you know, in touch with, yeah. in love and with he's a, a little bit. He's a bit. versatile player. Absolutely. A play solid, inside, solid pick. Outside. I think they got good value on him. I, I think agree. some people thought he may have gone late second, and they were able to pull it off later. Well, he went so.
0: early third. So, I mean, he still went relatively in that range, but they probably got a little bit of extra value. Yeah, a and then they also slots.
1: they also get Hakeem Butler.
0: Great pick. Who
1: is massive receiver. And uh, might end up being something really good.
0: And well, Keyshawn Johnson, the second receiver they took in the sixth round, I thought was excellent value too. Yeah, that's that dude good That is pick. just a smooth player.
1: Yeah, so through and through the Cardinals and good for them. And no the one safety of Deontay more.
0: Thompson I liked a lot. I was kind of – That's once true. the Cowboys passed in the second round – I was into that guy from Alabama. Well, we
1: we know uh, Alabama guys uh, usually pan out to be at least pretty solid. He huh. didn't go as as early as most people anticipated. Pick round?
0: Hell yeah. So, yeah, I think their first six or seven picks there. Pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, so, I, I agree with you. Kudos. Love that
0: draft. Redskins draft, man.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever.
0: And then we go, I think... Uh,
1: Quickly, just the first two picks they had, I think, were awesome, and that's the Chargers, a team that had not many holes to fill. They go get Tillery from Notre Dame to boost that interior. They already have the edge rush from from Ingram and Bosa, that's stellar. They go get an interior guy and in Tillery, that's going to be fantastic for them. And then they also upgrade the defense with Adderley, yeah. the safety, who is the perfect combination. Daniel Jeremiah said, if you're going to draw up the perfect. Uh, guy to compliment Derwin James at safety, you would draw Nelson Adderley. Uh, so with that being said, or Nasir, whatever the hell his first name is, um, Adderley is a stud-free safety. He's going to be great for them. when When you think about... Him and and Derwin James together in the back end of that defense after upgrading that front seven with Tillery. Man, oh man, the Chargers, already a badass team. Not many holes to fill. They do a great job with their first two picks. So that's another team I think did great. And then uh, last one I'll give you here, uh, though I think like the Colts had a really good draft, a couple of those teams. I think Green Bay, even though their first pick with Rashawn oh, Gary is geez. not a guy that I'm into I'm with you at that. all, but after that, They go get Savage, the speedster, safety, Maryland, stud, beast. I think that's a really good pick. You think he's
0: definitely going to be a stud beast? I
1: think he's going to be a stud beast. I really do. Really? You um, like Thornhill more than him. Yes, I I did like Thornhill more than him. But I do think Savage is a stud beast. And he's fast as balls. He's really, really fast, yes. And so... Could be a good player. I thought they took him a little high. Well, then you get... uh, You got
0: Sternberger. I love the Sternberger pick.
1: I think they, uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers needs to get some people. Now, Green Bay's done a lot of of defensive drafting. They haven't done too much offensive drafting, but I think, Kingsley Kiki, you really
0: are stoked about that.
1: Kingsley Kiki, do you love me? Yes, I do. And that's another good pick there for once again the defense. So they upgrade the defense quite a bit. I don't th- if Gary pans out, then I think this is a home run draft for them. I'm just not a Gary guy. But after that, I think they did a really good job. I yeah, think they took that center, nice Jenkins. Uh, yeah, Elgin. Yeah, Elgin Jenkins. How the hell you say his yeah, name? No, that's a good. That's He's a good pick. plug I, and play
0: starter day one. Their second and third round picks, I love the first two. The the two first round picks, we'll see. I like Savage. I don't love Savage. I like him. All right, very good. The team good. for me is the Buffalo Bills. That's Just, who did the best? Uh, Yeah, if we're going by He's like, trying to bleep with me right now. Not. I'm not saying that's who did the best. Teams that did the best. I love what the Bills did. If you want to go with two, first two picks like you did with the Chargers, Ed Oliver and Cody Ford, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's Ed Oliver true. was
0: my favorite player in the draft, and then to get Cody Ford, who is a badass offensive lineman in the second round, instantly a starter for you. And I also was a big fan of Dawson Knox. Now, they took him... Back-end third round, I think maybe they overdrafted Dawson Knox a little bit. But that, as a receiving tight end, that dude's going to be awesome. And they took that freaking Miami safety, Jaquan Johnson, but I kept on pointing at you like, who the heck is this guy, while watching Michael Jackson Jr. tape, and he's a bill now.
1: Yeah, Jaquan Jaquan Johnson was a badass. Yeah, And he is. I just feel bad. I'm sorry that he has to go all the way up to Buffalo. And they asked him, do you know anything about Buffalo? He's like, uh, no, I just know it's cold. And that was the most honest response I, I saw all weekend. I think all of us, when asked the question, do you know what anything about Buffalo, you'd say, no, I think it's cold, it's a wasteland, and it sucks. Uh, so I'm sorry, Jaquan, you have to go from Miami to Buffalo, but that's the way the cookie crumbled for you, brother. Uh, E.D. Oliver, absolutely a great pick. Cody Ford, they upgrade the trenches. I'm sad about it. Good news is they have a running back playing quarterback, so I'll hang
0: my hat on that for the rest of time. All right. Well, how about that? We are the nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. Make sure you follow PFN at PFN365. Listen to the rest of our badass podcast. We talked about George Templeton earlier. He's a freaking stud. You follow him at Temp the Rat. You follow The Future Is Now. It's a badass show. Listen to it. iTunes, we're available. You've got Gridiron Throne with our boy Corey Ashburn. Corey has been a diehard podcast fan through and through, been one of our most supportive listeners. Now he's getting a chance and a crack at his own show, thanks to our podcast director, King Kai. Corey, we know you're going to kill it, bro. you got our support. Listen to the Gridiron Throne at Ashburn PFN. And then there's new shows. we got AFC North and Goal at the Travis Yates and at call call underscore me underscore SOS. That'll be a cool show. And then our boy Kai, King Kai, at Samurai Radio on uh, Twitter, has gone ahead and merged with Chris Wiedecki. We it's Weedica. Actually, we found out it's Weedica. Which, pretty dude, sure it's Wide Dicky. No, dude, it's Weedica, which is even cooler than any of the names we were freaking throwing out there.
1: Weed, huh? It's Weedica.
0: That's pretty dope. Better than Wide Dicky. I think it's Dicky Well, he's at Eric underscore Cam. Great first so, name. Hey, at Pfn three sixty five. I'm at Zach Wilching on Twitter. That's at Chiafalo Sports. Eric Chiafalo. We out this piece, motherlickers. Until next week, you're going home with the nosebleed seats. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Fart.
2: Boom. That's a
0: fart, motherfucker.